Grabe. We've been talking about No Longer an Orphan. Yan po ang title ng ating series ngayon, No Longer an Orphan. Sino sa inyo nanood ng movie na Annie? Annie. Uh, about maybe two years ago, it was a movie. She's an orphan. Actually, sikat na story nito. Si Annie is an orphan and she tried to find her parents. Ang orphan laging may, may sigaw sa puso na, where's my parents? Where do I belong? Taga saan ba ako? Who is my father? If you watch the movie Passion of the Christ, merong character dyan si, si devil, si Satan. Played by actually, uh, ang actor who act, uh, gumanap si Satan was actually a woman, kalbo, na babae. At doon sa opening scene, ng movie Passion of the Christ, nandun si devil, nananood na, ina-observe niya si Jesus, who was already in the garden of Gethsemane, nag struggle si Jesus patungkol sa kanyang decision na kung itutuloy niya yung crucifixion or kung susuko siya or lalabanan siya. She, he was really making that prayer na, I don't want, ayoko, it's, if it's possible, take this cup from me, but not my will, ang pinaka-decision ni Jesus, not my will be done, but your will be done. But habang ando dun si Jesus nag-struggle, Satan was watching. Nag-release pa siya ng ahas. No? Inapakan ni Jesus. I don't know kung natanda niyo movie. And the, the statement or the tanong confused si Satan doon kay Jesus. Uh, ito ang tinanong niya. Who is your father? Kasi alam ni Satan na something different about Jesus. Sinless ang kanyang buhay. Perfect ang kanyang obedience, ang kanyang everything. Pero the Bible says Satan is not all-knowing. Hindi niya kaalam lahat eh. So he doesn't know that Jesus was actually the one who will redeem all of mankind. Kaya confusion sa niya, who is your father? Alam mo naman, si, si, si Jesus ay uh, somehow sa panahon na yan, kung tagalabas, ha, hindi mo alam yung buong story, masasabi illegitimate child si Jesus. Because nabuntis yung nanay niya before married and Joseph was not the father. So, may pagka-orphan din ang stigma na nalagay sa buhay ni Jesus. And there were all sorts of orphans in the Bible. Si Esther, isang orphan. Si Lot, yung pamangkin ni uh, Abraham, isang orphan. Si Samuel, somehow, malayo siya sa tatay. And I don't know if in this room, probably may mga fatherless. May mga motherless. O baka sakaling both pinalaki ng lola or or auntie or kapitbahay. But I tell you what, it's a hard feeling. And masasabi ko to na ang orphan is like really one of the major problems in the world today. Listen to me. Ang akala ni Duterte na ang pinaka problema ng bansa is drugs. Kaya siya galit sa drugs. But actually, I believe drugs is not the number one problem in the world today. It's not uh, crime or corruption or economy downgrades. No. The number one problem sa bansa ngayon is fatherlessness. Yung orphan, yung bang walang family, walang broken and abandon, kaya 
nagdudroga ang mga tao. Kaya naghahanap ng gang para may belonging sila sa barkadahan. Sa may purpose sila na something to live for or some drugs, alcohol para ma, matakpan yung kanilang pait na buhay. Para hindi ko kailangan mag-isip. And that's why there's gangs and that's why we have uh, violence and that's why there is crime because of the breakdown in the family. It's because of fatherlessness. So many problems comes out sa ating personality. So many dysfunctions happens when there are a breakdown in the home. Hindi mo akalain na ang isang breakdown sa family, ang daming, uh, layo ang abot ng effect o ng consequences. Aabot pa sa second, third generation. Masakit sa bata. Damay pa ang society. Mayroong story na nakwento si Bambi, yung binasa niya, sa Africa, sa isang area ng Africa, medyo napaprosper na, kaya dumarat, you know, dumami ang mga condominiums, mga businesses, ganun. So, syempre, na-displace ang mga hayop, ang mga elepante. Syempre, da- dangerous kung heavily populated ang isang area. So, ang ginawa nila, i-move sana, to transfer ang mga, uh, yung population ng mga elephants sa isang ibang area ng Africa. And, of course, the elephants are too heavy. So, ang ginawa nila, they decided, uh, yung long-term vision, kukunin namin sila sa gamit ng helicopter and they will start with the babies. Yung mga small, yung mga baby or small elephants which pwedeng buhatin ng helicopter. And tinatransport nila, one by one, they transport all these baby elephants sa ibang area na kung saan mayroong jungle doon. And then what happened was, they noticed from the time they started transporting elephants to the other area, there was massive deaths of the rhinoceros or yung mga iba pang hayop doon. And they could not find out why. Akala nila may mga poachers, may mga illegal hunters na pumapatay sa mga rhinoceros. Until such time, nag-install sila ng mga CCTV throughout the jungle. Na, 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 nalaman nila, these young elephants these baby elephants grew up to parang youth na, mga adolescent age elephants na, and they were attacking wild attacks laban sa mga ibang hayop, and they were even trampling them, stampedes, stomping on them, parang very uncharacteristic of an elephant. Normally laid back, you know, mabait ang elephants, very slow, but these elephants grew wild out of control, crazy killers. And they didn't know why. Until such time, they actually had to bring, you know, the, the forest rangers who knows the psychology of the animals and everything. Nalaman nila na once ihiwala yung bata na elephant sa parents, the, the elephants that grow up without mentors, kumbaga, without their fathers and mothers, without the adult elephants present, ang nangyari is, the young ones grow up wild, uncontrolled, violent. And that's the same thing that's happening today. Children that grow up, na walang adult, walang parent, walang uh, 
parental guidance, walang tatay, walang taga love, discipline, role models back. Pag wala yan, nagiging wild. Makikita mo, mga bata, mga 3, 4, 5 years old, kung makikita ko ng bata na nagwawala, inaaway pa ang nanay niya, sumisigaw na parang rebellious. Ang lit-lit niya, tapos ang lakas ng oob niya na lumaban. Alam mo, instantly, pumasok sa isip ko, saan kaya ng tatay nito? Parang kinakaya pa ng mother niya. I'm saying, where's the father of this child? Because fatherlessness doesn't mean namatay ang tatay. Pwedeng absent, other reasons, kung anong reason, kung bakit absent si Papa. Pwedeng passive, ibig sabihin, kawala-walang malasakit, hands-off siya. Basta, baka sa mother niya yun, hands-off siya. Or pwede rin, pwedeng absent, pwedeng passive, or pwede rin siyang abusive. Nananakit, verbal, physical, o, o iba pa. And when there's this breakdown physically, you have physical orphans or emotional orphans, and the worst is even spiritual orphans. Pero kaya naparito si Jesus, He wants to break that orphan spirit. You see, orphan is really a spirit and a mindset. The orphan that I'm talking about, maaring hindi ka nakaka-relate sa physical or biological orphan. Maaring nararanasan mo ang spiritual orphan symptoms. Maski na, at pwedeng maranasan ng orphan uh, consequences even if your parents are still alive. Even if buo ang family. It's possible that you experience an orphan heart. Even if you're or, malaki ka na, may, as, may asawa ka na, may mga anak ka na, but it's possible you still feel symptoms. Maski na hindi ka naging orphan, but you have feelings of abandonment. Sa psychology, ang tawag doon, abandonment issues. It's possible that maybe you already have your own kids or even grandkids. But you feel that. Maybe may status ka na, may trabaho ka na, may mga magaling, magaling ka, may skills ka, and you even are involved in church. Tingin niyo ako, possibly ba na you're even a true child of God? Tinanggap mo si Jesus, ako ang naging isang child of God but you still feel a distance, you still feel orphaned by the Lord. Even though technically, you're a follower of Jesus, but you don't feel the intimacy, you don't feel the fathering of your perfect heavenly father. So again, orphan is a spirit and it's a mindset. Ang kaaway natin, si devil, pumapasok siya sa Ano, pinapasok niya mga thoughts, mga lies that makes us feel, number one, self-defensive. Self-defensive. Kung ikaw ay orphan-hearted, you might have a mindset na kailangan kong i-defend yung sarili ko. Walang nag-protect sa akin. Walang nagbabantay sa akin. I'm, I'm insecure. So, a self-defensive person has been hurt May dala ng karga, saktan, bitterness. And so ang gagawin niya, 
nagpapatayo siya ng emotional walls. Ano yung emotional walls? Para may mag, maglalagay siya ng distance sa sarili niya in terms of intimacy. Maybe you work with someone, you're very close physically, but maglalagay siya ng distance emotionally. I don't want people to get too close to me. Kasi kung kilala nila ako, baka ma-hurt na naman ako at ayoko masaktan. And person who is defensive to keep themselves from being hurt again, they will go to isolation. Maski walang, uh, maski wala akong kasama sa birthday, basta hindi ako masasaktan. Or maski ganito na, so they live isolated or independent-minded, very independent. Kaya kong buhay ng sarili ko. I don't need people. A person who's very self-defensive, has an orphan heart, you know, makikita mo na, he is very suspicious of everyone. Pagpunta sa palengke, nasa isip niya, lahat na mga tindera dito, baka tataasan nila ang presyo. They're all against me. You know? Or pag may transaction sa business, parang is very defensive, parang away ka agad. Merong tension. Pagpasok ka sa isang bagong church, Tingin ka sa mga tao na lahat sila laban sa akin. Walang nagmamahal sa akin dito. Walang nakaka-relate sa akin. And so very defensive ka agad. Hindi, naman, hindi pa naman sila inaano sa iyo, but defensive na ka agad. Very suspicious. Kumbaga, ang mindset ng orphan heart is laging nasa survival mode. Emotionally, I just got to survive. You know, at school, at work, I need to survive. And uh, orphan heart is very unwilling to submit to authority. Unwilling to submit himself. Ang gusto niya, in control lagi. Ayaw kong merong magsasabi sa akin na mali ako. Ayaw kong merong mag-criticize sa akin o mag-correct sa akin. Parang ayaw niya, he doesn't want anybody to tell him what to do. And the orphan heart is very quick to blame other people. Very quick to shift the blame. Kung ano nangyayari, shift the blame to anyone, everyone except sa sarili niya. Eh kasi siya, ang bilis. May nangyayari. Eh, hindi ako. Ah, siya. Parang, iwi, teka, teka, teka. Bakit defensive ka? Wala namang nag-accuse sa'yo. Defensive ka agad. Bakit? Eh, siya, tingin mo, yung makikita mo yung mga uh, of mere self-defensive. Yung iba, siya, yung, siya nakabanga, siya pang galit. Siya ang hindi pa nakabayad ng utang, siya pa ang nagagalit. See? So, that's one. Is the, what did I say? The, come on, are you with me? I'm testing you. Are you with me? Ano yung isang sinyas? Anong isang symbol of, or sign of a orphan spirit? Self-defensive. Pangalawa, pangalawa is the scarcity mentality. The scarcity mentality. This is where you think everything is limited. The resources are not enough to go around. Kailangan na limited yung resources. So, very much like jealous sa meron ng iba. Yung parang crab mentality ba? Na unable to rejoice 
if others are blessed. If others are blessed, others are going up, you know, maybe not promote, or kinasal, or nakapag-abroad, or mayroong bagong sasakyan, then secretly you feel bad dahil sa kanilang pagpapala. Sa labas, masasabi mo, oh, I'm happy for you. Congratulations. Pero deep inside, ang feeling mo is dahil nakaroon sila, nawalaan ka. Scarcity mentality. Kasi yun, yan yung ano sa orphanage, di ba? There's only this much food. Ration, ration. Hindi sapat para sa lahat. So, ang mentality ng orphan is, kailangan akuin, kailangan grab ka agad, get yours. Kung hindi, mawawalaan ka. Pag mayroon nakakuha, ibig sabihin, less para sa'yo. And that is an, if you have that attitude, that's an orphan spirit. That's an orphan heart. And, it's, and an orphan heart tends to be very self-centered. Because they feel that no one will provide for me. Kung ang self-defensive, they feel no one will protect me. But kung scarcity mentality, they feel no one will provide for me. No one will take care of my needs. Ikaw ba may orphan heart? Ikaw ba may mentality of scarcity? Or the third sign of a person that may have an orphan heart is a person that has extreme fear or insecurity. He feels abandoned, unwanted, unloved, rejected. Maybe she was never told, I think you are beautiful. You are the most pogi boy in the whole class. Maaring yan ang kailangan niya marinig. I love you. You're special to me. I think you're wonderful. Ikaw ang gift ni God para sa family, para sa akin. So the person that feels fear and insecurity, ang pagtingin niya, kahit nasa bahay, ang feeling niya, wala akong home. May bahay, pero wala akong home. I have no place to belong. Wala akong kakampi. Wala akong fit. I, I, parang feeling ko, kahit sana ko, OP ako. Out of place. They feel alone and unsure about their true identity. Kaya palit-palit ang hairstyle, ang makeup, ang damit, ang musical preference, ano-ano, because why? It's okay if you change your hair. I'm just saying, if a person is fearful about who I, you know, maybe I feel unloved, I should, you know, pag insecure ka about your, your looks, I don't feel beautiful, I don't feel handsome, I feel ugly, I feel unwanted, nobody loves me. All of these things makes a person feel lonely and discouraged. All by myself. Don't want to be all by myself. <laughs> and insecure. 
the insecure person feels like I have to perform more. I have to do better. I have to perform uh, so that people will like me. I have to strive harder, do more. I have to be competitive and so I will stand out. So I will be somebody. Kailangan manalo ako. Kailangan mas mahigit ang ginagawa ko kaysa sa mga iba. I have to make my father accept me and be proud of me. And lahat ito, it translates to our relationship din sa Diyos. What the translate? Kung ganun ang orientation sa buhay mo, when it comes sa heaven, you also feel that you have to be religious so that God will hear your prayers. Si ganito, malakas sa taas. Ako, wala. Ganito lang. I should try more. Give more money. Attend more church services. Try better to do religious things. Alam mo, you will never be able to earn a father relationship with God. He already loves you. As is, where is, how is you are right now. He already loves you. But all of these signs, yung orphan mentality, yung bang scarcity, the self-centered, the insecurity, the fear, all of this are really boils down to many other issues na lumalabas din sa buhay natin. So for example, if you have an orphan heart, it will come out in your relationships. It will make your personality dysfunctional in many other ways. Kaya, detail ko ito kasi, friends, if we can cure this orphan heart, it will cure so many other things in your life. Lahat ng mga iba pang personality dysfunctions will just fall off. Now, Satan uses two major tools Laban sa atin. These two tools are parang his way to inject the orphan spirit inside of you. The first tool that Satan uses is fear. Everybody write that down. Fear. Out of fear comes pride. Out of that comes insecurity. So many things. But fear. Uh, the other tool that Satan uses to put the orphan spirit on a person is shame. Shame. Unfortunately, napakasad na makakita ng mga parents who use these tools also. These are abusive tools. They are not effective sa pagpalaki ng isang bata. Pero laging madalas nakikita ko ng mga parents na ito ang way, ito ang gamit nila to modify the behavior of their children. Pag mayroong bata na pasaway, sobrana at gustong i-correct or i-discipline ng mother, many times I would see them using fear. Pananakot para magbago yung bata. Huwag kang makulit. Ganyan, ganyan, yan. So, pagpuno na si nanay, sasabihin niya, Allah ka, Diyo. Mag, you know, Allah ka. Mag-ayos ka na. Diyan na si pastor. Delikado ka. 
Tanong, ba't ako ang damay dyan? Hindi ako inaano sa... Pero gagamitin nilang something na parang... Siyempre, may question mark biglang sa bata. Bakit? Ano siya? Anong gagawin niya sa akin? Nag-iinvento lang si nanay ng storya. Naglalagay lang siya ng suspicion. Para ginagamit niya ako, pananakot. Dahil gusto niyang baguhin yung behavior ng anak niya, alam mo, huwag, huwag niya akong gamitin. Huwag mong gawin pananakot ang aking... You, you, you work on your own parenting style, but don't damay ako. You know, huwag niya ako idamay. And like that, or maybe, you know, the, the child, you want him to go inside, tulog na, ganito, pero laro la, pasok, labas, pasok, labas. Gusto, then they would say, huwag kang lumabas dyan, gabi na. Buong buwan. Delikado. Or may aswang dyan sa labas. Gagamitin nila whatever na pananakot to change the behavior ng bata. Tingin niyo ako, God will not do that. God never uses fear on you. Never. It's against His loving nature. Listen, anytime you have fear in your heart, automatically, 100% certified, hindi galing sa Diyos yan. May kausap ako? Hindi galing sa Diyos. Pag meron kang fear, baka anong gagawin nila, anong sasabihin nila about me. Anytime fear, fear making a major decision, and you fear failure, you, feel, you fear being laughed at, you fear you know, the future, all of these things are signs that it's definitely not God na naglalagay ng fear sa puso mo. That's not how He guides us. That's not how He corrects us. He doesn't use fear on His children. And if you're a parent, you should not also use fear. FYI. And shame is the other tool. Kasi the devil uses fear, but God does not. The next tool is shame. The devil uses shame to, and here's the Bible word, to make you feel condemned, unworthy. Anytime you feel unworthy, unloved, guilt trip, it's not God. It's not from God. God does not guide by putting guilt on you. Tingin nyo ako. Don't you remember how much Jesus went through at the cross? The whippings, the beatings, the nails, all of that that Jesus went through to get the guilt off of you. Why, you think he's going to now put it back on you so that you'll change your behavior? God does not use guilt and condemnation on his children. Maraming Kristiyano nagsasabi na, well, uh, you know, I was doing like this and then the Holy Spirit convicted me and I felt so guilty. And they're telling that the Holy Spirit made them feel guilty and convicted them sa kasalanan. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit convicts but He doesn't convict God's children about their sins. That's what the devil does. 
Now, the Holy Spirit convicts of sin. In John chapter 16, Jesus said the Holy Spirit will, will do three missions. He will convict the world of their sin. So, yung world, meaning to say, yung mga tagalabas, hindi pa nag, naging believer. They're outside of Christ. And they're not yet Christian. They're not yet believing in Christ. Wala pa silang relationship. So, ang feeling nila is, I don't need a Savior. Kaya kong iligtas ang sarili ko. Hindi ako naniniwala dyan. The Holy Spirit convicts these people of sin. So that why? Para lalapit sila sa tagapagligtas. So that they will know they need a Savior. How else will you come to Jesus unless you realize you're a sinner and you need saving? So habang hindi pa renewed Christian ay isang tao, the Holy Spirit is convicting them of sin. While Satan is convicting them, it's okay. It's okay. You're a good person. You go to church. You pray. That's the word of the Holy Spirit. So they won't go to Jesus to be saved. That's Satan's conviction. To make you think that you don't need a Savior. You're a good person. Mabait ka naman. Naglalasing pero hindi ka nag-aaway. May kabit pero nagsusupport ka naman. May mga ganon. So that's the, the voice of the devil telling you that you're fine. You don't need, you're, you're, you, you'll, be, you'll be saved. Don't worry. While the Holy Spirit is convicting unbelievers, you are doomed and you need a Savior. Para yung tao mo, grabe, anong gagawin ko? Hindi ko kaya iligtas ang sarili ko. So he runs to Jesus. Then you get saved. Now the devil all of a sudden changes his word. Now, before, he said, oh, you're okay. You're a good person. You're fine. Now that you're in Christ, the Holy Spirit starts convicting you. You're a sinner. You're unworthy. I'm sorry, but Satan is doing, not the Holy Spirit. Satan starts convicting you. You're a sinner. You're unworthy. You know, you're not true Christian. You're not saved. Duda, you know. While the Holy Spirit is now convincing you, convicting you that you're in righteous standing with God. So if you're a Christian, if you're a child of God, the Holy Spirit will not use guilt and condemnation on you. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Now, that's a key word there. Ngayon na, ngayon, before maybe. Ngayon, now, there is no condemnation. For the world, no. There is condemnation for the world. But there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, He doesn't use shame. He doesn't use condemnation and guilt trip on you. He loves you. Satan is the first orphan ever. Did you know that? Ang pinaka original orphan was Lucifer. He lost his home in heaven. Nag rebelde, hindi siya nag-submit sa father, he left. He got thrown out. And ever since that time, he wants everyone in the world to be an orphan like him. John chapter 10 verse 10 says, The thief, is he Satan yun? The thief, he comes to kill and steal and destroy. Pumapatay, Naninira, 
wawasak. And his main work is to separate people from their father. That's why you have so much broken families today. Gawa ng kaaway yan. And you know why I got married? You know, he asked me, hey, Tim, why did you get married? Oh, because, because you fell in love. Eh? Wala kang magawa eh. Pag in love, yan. No. It's easy to fall in love. Tama po ba? Guys, all the guys say, amen. Yeah, It's easy to fall in love. I didn't get married just only because I was in love. I got married with a purpose to reverse the works of the enemy. What's he doing? He's destroying families. Separating people from their fathers. Creating orphans. And Bambi and I got married with a purpose to change that. To fight back. Do you understand me? That's why I'm married. Otherwise, I don't need to be married. I just love everybody. If you know what I mean, it's easy to love. But there's something the devil is doing in the world today. He's breaking families apart. He's trying to separate people, not only from their biological father, but he's trying to separate people from our heavenly father. Are you following me? This is real. This is real. Because the devil hates family. He hates family. Because he's not in one. And he doesn't want you to be in one. He doesn't want you to feel family. He wants you to feel orphan. And if you remember back, one of the, the main prophet, this is yung pinaka all-star prophet ng Old Covenant. His name was Elijah. In fact, he was, sikat si Elijah, he even appeared, nakasama ni Jesus in the New Testament. You got Elijah, the prophet, you got Moses, these are mga sikat. Now, in the book of First Kings, Elijah was on the run from a very wicked queen, Jezebel. And ang nangyari is Elijah was being chased and they were going to kill him. And he was afraid. Walang nagdi-defend sa akin. He felt an orphan heart at this time. First Kings chapter 19, verse 10. What Elijah said sa kanyang complaint sa Diyos, sabi niya, I am the only one left. Diba? Naririnig niyo ba yun? Sounds like an orphan heart. I'm all alone. Nobody's with me. I have no place. He says, and people are trying to kill me. I am all alone. Elijah, the great prophet, also struggled with an orphan spirit. But in Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, there's a prophecy about another Elijah. Hindi si Elijah mismo, but another prophet na katulad ni Elijah who will be the prophet of the new covenant that will reverse that orphan spirit. He will break that orphan spirit. And in Malachi chapter 4 verse 6, he's talking about Jesus, the next, the, the, the real prophet that's coming. And he says what Jesus will do is he will turn the hearts 
of the fathers to their children. And he will turn the hearts of the children back to their fathers. Makaroon ulit ng intimacy. Jesus will make a way to break that orphan dynamic. Jesus will turn the hearts of fathers to the children, the children's face to face with their father, and there will be intimacy, and the orphan spirit will be broken. Amen. Jesus came to break the orphan spirit, to reverse those orphan minds and that heart of an orphan. In John chapter 14, uh, well, there's verse 3, and we'll also check at verse 18. In verse 3 of John 14, Jesus said, I will come back. I will take you with me. Then we'll be together. Makasama tayo. Verse 18, he says, I won't leave you like an orphan. Hindi parang orphan lang. No. He says, I will come back for you. Hebrews 13.5, God promises, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You'll no longer be an orphan. Sarap, no? Because why? Intimate relationship with the Father heals us from the orphan spirit. Sino sa inyo, honestly, don't raise your hand, just in your own heart. Sino sa inyo na nangailangan ng healing from an orphan spirit? And when you're healed, listen to me, when you get healed from orphan, it will transform your life that you'll start to look like your daddy in heaven. It will tra- when you're healed of the orphan spirit, what is replaced is the spirit of sonship. Okay, and if kumbabaika, it's a spirit of daughtership. It's it's childhood. Nagiging isang tunay na anak with his blood flowing through your veins. Isang legal na tagapagmana. Isang kamuha ng iyong tunay na ama. Hanggang ngayon, pag mayroon akong kausap sa phone sa US, sabi nila, kaboses ko yung daddy ko. So pag may kausap ko, ay, hello, they will say, oh, hi, Dan. They'll start talking. Hindi ko kilala. So go, whoa, 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 slow down. This is Tim. Oh, Tim. I thought you were Dan. You sound just like your dad. Bakit kaya? I'm not even trying to. Unless I speak English, uh, Tagalog. <laughs> But they would also say, Kamukha mo. Pag nagsasalamin ka, dan na dan ang dating. Oh, they say, look, but he doesn't wear this one. Old-fashioned kasi yung salamin niya. But they say, I look like my dad. I sound like my dad. Unfortunately, may mga mannerisms din ng tatay ko, which nagmana ako. How many of you, you have something in your physical or personality na it's parang talagang nanay-nanay na yan or tatay na tatay galing. How many of you would say you have something that's from your dad or your mom physically? He's tall, you're tall. You know? You know? He, he, he has some mannerism. Your mom used to do this all the time and you do it too. You know? Or whatever you do. We have... Why? 
Because when you're not an orphan, you get into the family. You get God's DNA running inside of you. And it will transform you and you will effortlessly start to think like your father in heaven. Act like your father in heaven. Kung anong love niya, nagiging love mo rin. Kung anong hate niya, nagiging hate mo rin. And you will effortlessly start living more pure and more holy and you will start to be like him because you will naturally, very naturally, I repeat, naturally, hindi yung paghihirap mo, okay, trying hard to be religious, you know, try hard to stop those vices and do good. No, effortlessly, you will be like your father. But you got to be healed from the orphan. And you got to embrace your real identity as a son and a daughter of the King of Kings. <laughs> Jesus came to take the sin and the shame out of you. And to put the love and the acceptance of your father inside of you. Nabanggit ni Kiko last week that there were two missions of Jesus, why he came. The first one we all know very well. He, Jesus came to redeem us. He came to uh, take, take the punishment, remove the sin. Sa ginawa niya sa cross, he redeemed us. He took away our sin, our shame. The second thing that Jesus did is He came to show us, to reveal. He came to redeem us and He came to reveal the Father. Kaya may nagtanong kay Jesus. Jesus, kasi si Jesus, kakaiba. Ang prayer niya, hindi katula ng mga religious people. They prayed, Oh, most holy God, creator of the universe. They prayed. Ganda, ganda. Wala na problema doon. They prayed without. But Jesus prayed, Daddy, what's up? Good morning. Jesus prayed differently. Ang relationship niya with his dad was like this. Intimate. It's not a different God, but the way Jesus had a relationship with God. It was so personal. Kaya nagtanong ng mga disciples ni Jesus, Jesus, could you show us the Father? Hindi sila tinanong, could you show us who is God? Show us who is the Creator? Can you show us the Lord, the author of the Scriptures? No. They said, show us the Father. They knew Creator. They know God. But they said, show us the Father. And Jesus said this, if you've seen me, You've seen the Father. He's just like me. That's just like the Father. I want to show you something. Okay, uh, Walter, come over here. I'll show, I'll, I'm going to show, I'm going to reveal something to Walter. I'm going to show you something. Alright. You see that guitar? Yeah, you see that guitar? Yeah. Okay. Guitar? No, over there. Oh, you see? So the thing is, wherever I look, if I said, if I said to Walter, I'm going to show you something, he's going to watch what I'm watching. He's going to focus on what I focus on. Okay? I'm going to show you something down here. You see, now, when Jesus said, I will show you the Father, watch his eyes. Look at what Jesus looks at. 
What was Jesus focused on? His father. He was always focused on his father. And if his, if your eyes are open, if your perspective is clear, you got a clear picture of the father, then it will break the orphan spirit. In Luke chapter thir- uh, 15, Nagkwento si Jesus na these are parables. You know the parables. Tatlong parables. The first one in Luke 15 is a lost sheep. Diba may isang tao, 99 sheep, uh, 100 sheep, yung isa, nawala. The next parable was 10 lost coins. Uh, 10 coins, isa, nawala. Na, hindi niya mahanap yung isang coin. The woman turned upside down yung bahay niya, naghahanap siya ng coin na na-lost. And the third story, parable, was the lost son, the prodigal son. Actually, two lost sons. The one, adyadyan lang, pero wala siyang relationship sa ama. Yung isa, nagrebelde, lumayo, and he was, uh, he was lost. Now, when Jesus is telling each of these three parables, He's showing to us what God is like. Yan ang purpose kung bakit tatlong parables. Ipinapakita, nagre-reveal, Jesus is showing us who is God the Father, who is God the Holy Spirit, and who is God the Son. The parable of the lost sheep shows us Jesus Christ the Son. Sabi niya, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his life down for his soul. So he niya na this one shepherd, Jesus, will leave the 91 just to find the one. Lahat importante kay Jesus. The story of the lost coin shows us God the Holy Spirit. He's a redeemer. He's the one who is like a woman even. If you know the movie, uh, the book called The Shack, uh, in that movie there's a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a female. Because God is not male or female. He's both. He's, he's the best of all gender. He's everything. And the Holy Spirit shows us that He redeems. He's, he, he's, he, he's able to bring us to Jesus. And of course, in the story of the prodigal son, pinapakita ni Jesus kung ano ba talagang ugali ng isang ama, God the Father. Na habang malayo pa si Bunso, yung nagrebelde, he ran. He ran to him. He did not wait na yung anak papasok sa bahay. Tumakbo siya. He ran out there to get his son. And the Bible says that he fell on his neck and hugged him and kissed him. Come here, Walter. I'm not going to kiss you, but I'll show you. He fell on his neck like this. Boom! Like, sorry. Boom! And he just hugged him. You know, like yung parang big a bear hug. Yung talagang... Okay? And that, that same word in the Bible that he fell on his son's neck with a big hug is the same word that was in Acts chapter 10 when the Holy Spirit fell on Cornelius and his family. And they were baptized with the Father, uh, with the Holy Spirit. So you understand that the Father just Im- Im- immersed Himself on that Son, hugged Him, and then He started bringing things. Sabinya, quick, bring out my best robe and put it on Him. Listen to this. 
Balikan ko na lang yan. Don't let me forget about the robe. But he said, bring the robe. The robe represents what? Righteousness. He says, cover him. Put that robe on him. Put shoes on his feet. Put the ring on his finger. Shoes means no longer a slave. Slaves cannot wear shoes in those days. Shoes on his finger. Uh, Shoes on his finger. Shoes on his feet and a ring on his finger. It's good you're listening, no? The ring was like a credit card. Pag may sing-sing, parang ano, pang bayad yan sa mga ano, sa store. Parang credit card noong panahon eh. And then you have a party as well. Lechong baka and everyone was dancing and the father was so happy. Bakit? Because his lost son came home. He got his son. You know, the father will party about you. He will party hard because he loves you. He celebrates you. He's happy when you're with him. He's not pushing you away. He's running to get you. Did you hear me? So how do we get rid of this orphan spirit? Anong panglaban natin sa fear? The tools of the devil. Fear and shame. Well, the first one is this. Receive God's love bilang okay, as unconditional. Now, pag ikaw ay nakaupo sa isang jeepney, makakita ka minsan na mga bumper sticker dyan that says, God is love. Siguro lahat ng Pilipino nakaalam din yan eh. Yes, God is love. Ang Diyos ay pag-ibig. Alam na, alam na natin yun. But, most people have not yet believed or received God's love as the unconditional love. And even when you hear many religions, most religions, says that God loves if God loves, God loves you, God will forgive you, God will bless you if, and then letter A, B, C, D, depende kung ano yung mga requirements na ibibigay. Most religions will teach, God loves, all you have to do is, ayan na, here comes the prerequisites. God will love you, God forgives you, you just need to, A, B, C, da, 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 Right? Which means that it's not really unconditional. You got to do something. You got to do your part. And God will do His part. You got to obey Him and He'll forgive you if you confess, if you repent, if you say that you're truly sorry, then God will probably forgive you this time. mostly religion. And it's fear. Listen to me. God loves you as is, where is, right now, unconditionally. Now, if you experience that or not, that's only the condition. But He loves you. No string attached. Did you hear me? And so, if you want to break the orphan spirit over your life, you got to receive that love. And not just receive God's love trying to earn it. But you receive that love believing that it is unconditional. That He loves you 
with no conditions applied. Ooh. You know why? In 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, it says, this is how we break fear. Gamet ni Satan ang tool is fear, right? It says, love has no fear. Do you see that? 1 John 4, 18, do you see that? Kita ba? Love has what? Has no fear? Because perfect love, okay? Perfect love is God's love for you. It's not your love for church. It's not your love for worship. It's not your love for him. It's God's love to you. One way. And it says that kind of love, that unconditional, that perfect love expels all fear. Inuulit ko, hindi gagamitin ng Diyos ang fear to make you a better person. If we are afraid, it says it's for fear of punishment. And it shows that we have not fully understood or experienced His perfect love. Because love has no fear, perfect love casts it out. Do you understand that if there's any kind of fear, it's not from God? Does that make sense? If you got fear about a big decision, you know, you're thinking, well, I'm afraid about the future. I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid I'll get it wrong. Hindi galing sa Diyos ang fear. You know, I'm married today because I fought against fear. I didn't want to be married. I was afraid. I was afraid of commitment. I was afraid of the future. I was afraid of choosing the wrong person. But I said, this is not from God. I need to have faith, not fear. You understand? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Walk in faith. By the way, faith is not gambling or when I say faith, it doesn't mean you flip a coin. Faith comes by hearing a word from Christ. All right? So this just the thing. And then it says over here in 1 John 3, verse 1, See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we can be called His children. And that's what we are. He took that orphan spirit, you know, for about six hours Habang siya ay nakapako sa cross, inako ni Jesus yung orphan spirit na yan. All the, you know, whatever is your family background, kung ano yung mga sins mo, kung ano yung mga personality dysfunctions mo, kung ano yung mga things that you don't like about yourself, kung ano yung mga fears and insecurities mo, scarcity mentality, whatever, inako ni Jesus ang lahat nito. Sa sarili niya, for about six hours, inabsorb niya sa sarili niyang kaluluwa at katawan. And he took that so that you won't have to feel orphan ever again. And because he took orphan, you can take acceptance. Because he took rejection, you can take sonship. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6, that... Um, he has made us accepted in the beloved. Five, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, God made Jesus, who had no sins, to become sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God. 
Galatians chapter 4, verse 6, because you are God's children, God has sent the spirit of his son into us. At sagamit ng spirit ng sonship, we can cry out, Abba, Father. God is love. Okay, sabi ni Jesus, pray it like this, Our Father. Say it, Our Father. It's perfect love. It casts out fear. So I want you today to receive the love of God bilang unconditional in nature. It's unconditional. Hear the Father whisper to you this morning. You belong to me. And I belong to you. Five years ago, we had a child. That's another story. I overcame because I was afraid of having a child. Such a big commitment. You know, how much will I spend? You know, all those fears. So I, I, we overcame, I overcame my fears. And on the birth, I think it was Bambi's birthday. I said, Sige, we'll have a son. So tuang tuang, she got a son for her birthday. But we had a son. Now I was waiting how many, many, many months before in the Lumabas, see Zion, I was the one, you know, painting the room for him. Nung nalaman namin, confirmed na lalaki, we bought the paint. Blue. Of course, not pink, blue. So we painted the room. Ako mismo, nagpaint. And I was so, you know, happy, excited. Nagdarating ni anak ko. Diba? So I made sure yung paint is that yung walang amoy. Yung merong special paint na walang. And then we, we prepared, we bought clothes and everything. Yung mga rato. I bought him drums and, you know, computer. No, not computer. But we're so preparing. And I would always sing to him. Lumalaki yung chani bambi, I would sing. Jesus loves me. This And then the day came when... We went to the hospital for the delivery at Lorma. And I made sure that I could go into the delivery room. I really made a special request. I will be there. Para yung unang mukha na makakita ni Zion is mukha ko. Not the janitor, the doctors, or anyone. Me. Because I'm his father. So when he came out, he looked at me. Laki ng mata niya. And I said, Happy birthday, Zion! I said, Happy birthday! It's me! You're Abba! I'm the one! that You've been hearing my voice! It's me! Happy birthday! I'm, parang I'm introducing myself to him. And I was so excited. I want him to know me. Are you, do you see where I'm going with this? Your father wants you to know him. He's not angry at you. He's been preparing a room for you. A good one. He wants to be there. He wants his face to be the one that you see every morning when you wake up. He wants you to recognize his voice. It's me. And I, I told Zion... I'm your dad. This is your mom. You're my son. I love you. Happy birthday. So yan ang ginawa ko. And if I am just a human and I'm so excited, 
to have that kind of bond with my son. How much more? Your father loves you. Jeremiah 31.3, God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Isaiah 49.15 says, I've got you engraved on the palm of my hand. Jeremiah 41.10 says, don't be afraid because I'm with you and don't be dismayed because I will uphold you with my righteous hand. So the first thing to break the spirit of orphan is to receive the unconditional love of God. And the second thing is to receive righteousness as a gift. Not as a reward, not as a status you have to achieve. You know, a lot of people think that you will be righteous progressively. You get better and better and better. Righteousness is a gift. You receive the righteousness of Christ, of God in Christ Jesus as a gift. Romans chapter 5 verse 17, read this with me. It says that those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life. Righteousness is a gift. Righteousness is a gift. So you don't practice and get better and better and better and then someday nagkaroon ka ng status as righteous. It doesn't happen pa unti-unti. You're either righteous or you're not. Your righteousness is either self-righteousness or it's God's righteousness. Self-righteous is filthy sa mata ng Diyos. The only righteousness that God accepts is the one that Jesus put on you. Diba sabi ko kanina, sige, balikin natin yung prodigal son. Listen to me. The prodigal son was dirty, galing sa piggery. Diba? And sabi niya, I'll go home kasi, did he say, I'll go home kasi gusto kong maging intimate sa tatay? Did he say, I'll go home because I want, you know, I, I know I was such a sinner and I want to make things right? No. Bakit siya bumalik? Bakit bumalik siya sa father? Kasi gutom eh. Wala nang iba. Gutom lang yan. He just wants more food. He just wants more money, probably. So, so what must have been? Well, he was so pure in his heart. No, he was dirty. Very dirty. Now, he comes home. He, he rec- There's one good thing is he recognized his father was good. And he recognized he was not good. So he starts coming home. The father ran to him. Now, take note. Yung righteousness was that robe that was put on him. The righteousness, the robe was placed on him. He did not clean himself up. Alright? If you're here today and your life is dirty and you have a bad track record, you've got a lot of mistakes, you've got a lot of sin, maybe vices, addictions, you've, you're messed up in your life, righteousness is still for you. Because it's a gift that God puts on you. You don't fix your life first. And then you become righteous. Here's the thing. The father did not say, come on, let's get you back into the house. And when you get in the house, then we'll clean you up. No. You know, the house represents the church. The house represents the household of God. He did not have to go to church first. Did you hear me? The father got the robe, the righteousness, and brought it out to him 
Nandun pa siya sa kalye. Nandun pa siya sa highway, malayo sa bahay. The righteousness was brought out to where he was and put on him. And the same thing, righteousness comes out to meet you where you are. You don't clean yourself up first. God puts a right standing on you. He changes your status and that's a gift. And then that empowers you to become a more pure and godly kind of personality. Those who receive it as a gift. So don't take righteousness like, well, I have to do better. I have to try hard. You receive God's love unconditionally and you receive righteousness as a gift. And guess what? It don't affect. Listen, don't lose me because here's what's going to happen. If Jesus was on the cross, he felt orphaned. He felt rejected for that time. That's why he said, why, why did you forsake me? If sin was put on Jesus, he was not sinful, but sin was put on him. And you're not righteous, but God put righteous on you. You see the difference? How could, how could Jesus, who never sinned, become sin? He never sinned, but he became sin, right? Well, how could you, who are not righteous, you and me, we're not righteous. How could we become righteous? Because it's put on him. Sin was put on Jesus. In the same way, righteousness is put on you. But if sin made Jesus feel rejected and orphaned, righteousness put on you should make you feel accepted and fathered. So I want you to leave here today feeling accepted and fathered. I want you to leave here today, and as you walk out, I want you to say, no longer an orphan. I was an orphan, but I'm not an orphan. The cure is receiving perfect love, unconditional, and receiving the gift of righteousness. And when you do that, you're going to have your life changed. It will transform you. As you leave here today, I want you to say, I'm not an orphan anymore. And in your prayer time this week, this is just a little tip. I know that many of you pray. And when you pray, you might say, dear God or Lord or uh, Almighty. But when you pray this week, try this. Say, Daddy. Good morning, Dad. Say, Abba, Father, Abba, Daddy. And as you pray, talk to him as a father. Not just as a creator. Not just as the Lord, King of Kings. Talk to him as a daddy. Because he loves to hear you call him Abba, Father, my daddy. Let's pray together. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Daddy, Father God, for what you've done. How you loved me and took away my sin and my shame. Thank you that you restored me not as a slave, not as a, a fearful slave, but as a true son. Teach us, Lord, not to be self-defensive, not to be with a mindset of scarcity or limited. Help us not to be fearful and insecure. Lord, let the spirit of sonship break the spirit of orphan in our lives, that we will not live guilty, that we will not live fearful and insecure, but we would feel confident 
knowing that our Father always accepts us and always loves us. And Lord, let that acceptance and love transform our behavior so that we will really act like your child and not act like an orphan. Thank you that everyone in this house here today has the right to be called children of God. If you haven't received Jesus, the Bible says that those who receive Jesus sa kanila naibigay ng karapatan na maging anak ng Diyos. Without Jesus, there's no way to the Father. But He is the way. He is the truth and the life. If you need to receive Jesus, you just pray this simple prayer. Jesus, I receive you. Hindi kita push out. We know welcome kita sa aking puso. Hindi ko kayang iligtas ng aking sarili. I accept you bilang tagapagligtas ko. Pour into me the spirit of sonship, spirit of inheritance, spirit of intimacy with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You're no longer an orphan. You're a son and a daughter of the living God. And He loves you.